Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Amber and Ian. No Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. It is Aaron Goldhammer hanging out. You can find him at HammerNation19. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So we have renamed the show for the time being Hamber. Now, given none of our bosses approve that name, we didn't even clear it with them. We're just going rogue. It is now Hamber henceforth. On ESPN Radio. There you Can't go. On you hear, ESPN Radio. Can't you hear the big voice going, it's Hamber. <laughs> it's, it's catchy. It's catchy. Also catchy, when Shanae Ngumake was on our airwaves, uh, she was big time here at ESPN Radio, but then she got far bigger time. She left us in the dust to become a very fancy ESPN NBA analyst. And Shanae, thanks so much for returning to your roots here for a moment. John Morant, he returned in a monster way from his 25-game suspension. What did you make of his splashy return, and what did you make of when he's running into the tunnel after his return, him saying that he's kept the receipts? First of all, uh, I'm going to first respond to this segment is now Chamber, Shanae Amber, so let's go. And <laughs> I, like I miss you guys dearly. I mean, some of my best memories at ESPN has been with ESPN Radio, and as it pertains to John Morant, he was appointment television last night. I woke up to a phone call from my dad saying, hey, Chanae, did you see that guy who returned with the game-winner buzzer beater? That's what John Morant does. He's able to electrify not only his offense and his team, but really just play that inspiring version of basketball where his teammates feel like, hmm, so you're telling me you have a chance? And, like, we all know his transgressions of the past. He's talked the talk. He apologized. And now it looks like he's embarking on a journey to walk the walk. In game one, if it was any indication, boy, oh, boy, they needed him and they missed him. I've always been putting these numbers up uh, on ESPN in anticipation of his return. They are like at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to 28th or 27th and fast break points per game and paint points per game. They had 62 paint paint points in the game that Jaw returned last night. And so he has that transformative power for their offense. And then him saying, yo, I've got the receipts. I mean, it has been a long time. He missed the quarter of the NBA season. And he's heard a lot of the conversation, the narrative that's saying, like, can he actually not only just transform this Grizzly season, but can he transform his life so that he's able to be the guy we all hope he is on the court? And I think – you know, that motivated him. But I also am curious to see, you know, the professional journey to see as he gets his stardom back, you know, how is it handled? And I think if it's any indication from game one, it looks like it's going to be handled pretty well. Janae, I look at the standings page on ESPN.com and I'm a little surprised to see that the Minnesota Timberwolves are 20 <laughs> and 5. Should I take them seriously as a legitimate championship contender? Oh, that's tricky. That's tricky because a lot of times in the first quarter or even let's say the first third of the NBA season, you see teams emerge. And typically those teams are like young, hungry, motivated teams. I'm thinking about like the Celtics for the last two years that really came out of the gates hot, right? I feel like we're seeing that. Like the Timberwolves are, I guess you can say right on time for where 
they need to be in their development as a team. But I'm not sure if they're like the favorite next to the Nuggets or even the Celtics to win a championship. But they're taking all the necessary steps. I mean, look, for a long time in Minnesota, there was this power struggle. Is it going to be Cat? Is it going to be Anthony's team? Is it going to be like, how do you insert Rudy Gobert and play with two bigs? They figured it out. Ant Edwards is a guy. He plays hard on both ends. He's not perfect on both ends, but he plays hard. He has the ball in his hand. He's the one that is playing that motivating type of brand of basketball. He's bringing out the best version of Carl Anthony Towns, who has really shot the ball well. He's bringing out the best version of Rudy Gobert, who a lot of people said, hey, that guy's just a defensive guy. No, he's been putting up 20 or so numbers, you know, here and there in, in November and December. And so you look at the team, they have one of the best starting fives, whether it is young talent, but also veteran leadership. They play on both ends. It's no fluke that they're at the top of the West, but I don't think they're there to say, all right, this is a championship year for them. Ant is the guy on that team, Shanae. Is he going to be the guy in the NBA? Could you see him being a top three, top five player in the league here over the next few years? So it's funny, on NBA Today, we always have these commercial break conversations where we Typically, the most prevalent conversation that we debate is what constitutes a superstar in the NBA? And some of the arguments are, well, does your grandma who doesn't follow sports know who that player is? You know LeBron. You know Steph. You even know Kevin Durant, right? Do people really know Ant Edwards yet? Now, maybe that's not the case just yet, but another indicator that we talk about is he's got his own shoe. He's plastered all over the league just based off his personality and now he's getting the basketball pedigree to back it up with his team winning his team having the best defense in the NBA it's not like oh let's just figure this out on offense because I want to be that guy it's like we can win games right now being well constructed playing good defense and also believing in one another so this might be the beginning of his superstardom I'm not there to say he's up there with everyone's grandmas and recognition but I do think he's on the path to potentially within the next few years getting there. I mean, Shanae starred in a movie with Adam Sandler. Like he's, he's got, you know, he's got, he's YouTube <laughs> famous for all Hustle. his football plays in high school. Right. Uh, Shanae Obumake with us. Shanae, um, the trade season in the NBA has started now. We're past December 15th and we're going to maybe start to see some movement. Who do you think is the biggest name that's going to end up on the block and maybe moved before the February deadline? So following in on Bobby Marks, our fantabulous ESPN NBA insider, front office insider, he mentioned Pascal Siakam for like structural con- contract reasons. But to me, you know, I go with my heart, not just my mind. Zach Levine is really interesting. Now it's in a really difficult situation considering he's not playing right now for the Bulls. He's dealing with, you know, an injury situation. But, and also he's dealing with a very difficult market because at the end of the day, if you want to get out, because at some point earlier this year, it seemed like all Bulls players were like, I don't know if I want to be here. He might be interesting. His, his market value might be low because the best thing to keep your market value high is by playing on the court. But there are a lot of teams that just need a guard that hopefully, you know, when healthy is athletic, that can knock down a three, that can be streaky. I mean, if you're looking at the, if you're looking at the Lakers, they really need some help on the perimeter, just some kind of veteran consistency. Zach is in a position where he has to take a lot of the load, maybe coming off of injury. He does not need to be in that position. You've got LeBron, you've got AD, you finally get Gabe Vincent healthy. I'm, if I, I think, and even like maybe some of his camp said, hey, we, we love LA, which by the way, like most NBA players love LA. But Zach Levine is interesting to me because they could get him 
even though it may not be at a point of strength for the Chicago Bulls, it might be that key third piece that can really shape a roster to make a push. I'd be more interested to hear the NBA player who hates LA because you're absolutely right. They all love, they all love LA. That's that's not anything to say when we're talking about rumors, but we hear it always. Shanae and Gumake joining us here on Amber and Ian. Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian tonight. I wanted to ask you about Damian Lillard in these Milwaukee Bucks because Dame has really started to heat up as of late. Forty last night against the Spurs, back to back thirty pointers over the weekend. Shanae, why do you think it took a while here for Dame to get his footing with this team, and do you? feel like it can be consistent from here forth look I'm pretty close to Dame and Dame was loyal loyal to the soil in Portland and I really think that he wanted to have his career go perfectly there but then I'm glad he made the decision to go elsewhere because you want to chase a championship you know that your legacy is you know you're 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 playing in the era of Steph Curry who literally is obliterating he's the number one all-time leading shooter in like three-point shot right number one on the list You're playing, I don't want to say in that shadow, but in this generation. How do you make your mark? I mean, for him, I think he realized it has to be championship. And he he waited his time in Portland, and then he said, all right, it's time for me to get out. We all know he wanted to go to Miami, and I think the reason why the transition has been a little bit slower, it's not so easy for players to wrap their mind around, okay, I know the Miami Heat need me right now. They're really bad in three-point shooting. I can make a mark there. And then all of a sudden, you're on the Milwaukee Bucks. And you're playing with Giannis, which, by the way, fantastic consolation prize, like for your intentions. And so for Dame, it's never easy to last minute hop on a team, no matter who your teammates are, to figure out how to make it work. The Miami Heat with LeBron James his first year, they didn't win a championship in their first year. But I do think that these are two players. I mean, Giannis is just maniacal about how he approaches a game and how he wants to be successful. Dame is lethal, especially late in game. We all know clutch time, Dame time. Those two, it took a while, also with a new coach and Coach Griffin, to start figuring out how do we take control of our own destiny. And we're starting to see a little bit more pick and rolls, no more ISO ball, getting the team involved with the Milwaukee Bucks. And now he's made history joining the 20,000 club in, uh, in career points. And, and it seems like they're rolling. They're only like, what, a half game back from the number one spot in the East? Ooh, mm-hmm. it's going to get spicy. Yeah, uh, it's pretty nice when you take a while and then you're still right there in contention for the top spot in the East and you get rolling before Christmas. Shanae Ngumake, she's always rolling, ESPN's NBA analyst. Thanks, Shanae. Thanks, Chamber and company. Appreciate y'all. Miss y'all. Call me back anytime. Uh, Chamber and Hamber and Amber and Ian. It's all presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Does Chamber include Hammer? Is it Shanae, Hammer, and Amber, or is I'm it just sure Shanae and Amber? That. I think it might have just been Shanae okay. and Amber. Uh, uh, whatever it is you were saying, it's presented by Progressive Insurance. Yeah, Progressive sorry, makes bundling to... okay. easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. She, up next. she was including everyone, so don't don't get all in your feelings over there. Well, I mean, it, it should be the Aaron Goldhammer, but I, I guess that's a conversation for another. Was Amber trying it to set up a tease like, of some kind? I, I was. There's I was. a college football uh, team swerved. in some serious trouble. Amber. There you go. That's how you tease on the Aaron Goldhammer show. We'll get into that next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Season is upon us. You can hear the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl right here on ESPN Radio. That is tomorrow night. Coverage starts at 7.30 p.m. And, of course, right here on ESPN Radio is your home for all the college football playoffs. So you will be able to hear the big boys as well on January 1st. Aaron Goldhammer is filling in for Ian tonight. And Aaron Goldhammer, he let his true colors be revealed a little bit earlier in tonight's show. If you missed anything on tonight's show, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. But he showed himself earlier in the show because he hit what we call in the biz a rejoin where he lets you know what show you're listening a to. Reset in a, re- or a reset. Or a reset, actually, yeah, because yeah, we weren't rejoining. This is why it's Aaron and Ian. Yeah, well, there you go. We were resetting because we were mid-segment, so he was resetting. That is proper terminology. What we call in the, in the biz, this incorrect yeah, term, as if you're so fancy, professional broadcaster, using the lingo incorrectly. All these years in the biz. Anyways, point is, he said the name of the damn show, and it went like this. We are doing that for him tonight on Hamber, Aaron mm-hmm. and Ian. <laughs> Aaron and Ian, as opposed to Amber and Ian, which is, in fact, the name of the show. And now I know that Aaron Gold. Exactly. Now I know that you're coming for me if I didn't already. Um, Look, my takes are good and I'm always available. my, My best ability is my availability. That's what they say. I, I'm a little offended, though, that I am the one that got the boot in this scenario. You know, like you didn't go, you know, Aaron and Amber. You went Aaron, Aaron and, and Ian. Ian. So I just get, I get. I, I, but, but listen, like we were doing a segment about Aaron Rodgers. My name is Aaron. Like it's obvious how this could happen. When, when I say it's Aaron and Ian, I might be referring to Aaron Rodgers and Ian Fitzsimmons, who Neither might be hosting a show here. together soon on ESPN Radio. I, listen, I have a feeling if if Aaron Rodgers was available to host with Ian Fitzsimmons, Ian would boot me out of here so fast that I wouldn't have even known what happened. It would be like what Aaron Rodgers just did to that poor fullback on the Jets. That's exactly what Ian Fitzsimmons would do to me. If he had the opportunity to host a show with Aaron Rodgers. What is the appropriate gift here for Aaron Rodgers? When he got activated, a fullback named Nick Bauden got cut. Bad news for him. Good news for Rodgers. Seventh round pick has bounced around the league. He does have a touchdown for the Jets this year. Amber, like what value of present do you think Aaron deserves to pay to Nick in order to make this situation right? Well, let's see. He signed a, it looks like he is in, I'm trying to look up, I'm now scrambling to look up Nick Bodden's numbers salary. here. So yeah. his okay. base salary, almost a million bucks, $940,000. So he's, <laughs> I don't know about you, Goldhammer, 
But uh, he's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing uh, okay. In the, in the world of Amber Wilson, he's not doing but maybe okay just got in the world of the NFL. It. Correct. He's a, I get that. Look, and but let's put it this so way. So what I'm, tra- Amber, what I'm you trying to— you can do what you do for the next 30 years. What Nick Bauden does, he might be able to do for the next 30 minutes. He plays fullback, which is a position in and of itself that 90% of the NFL teams don't even believe exists anymore. If he had gotten the full thing, it would have been about $2.1 million. So he's missing out on some of that money. He got a $200,000 signing bonus. So his average salary, about a million bucks. What I'm trying to calculate is how much money he's actually missing out on now. And it feels substantial because that means his game checks are pretty hefty if you're making a couple million bucks, right? hundreds of thousands of dollars that Rodgers is costing him by booting him. And by the way, I don't know that he's going to get re-signed to the practice squad. The Jets made some other moves on the practice squad today maybe there is another nfl team that has a need for a fullback at some point in the last three weeks but this could have be the end of nick Bodden's dream he could crush his dream i think at least five figures is what if i'm you, talking yeah because if you're costing hundreds of thousands of dollars to somebody now we're talking now like a rollie or something is appropriate because that's obviously an unbelievably expensive gift. I was originally thinking a really nice bottle of wine would be a nice gesture. But now that I'm looking at the numbers, because <laughs> these guys operate in a different world than me, even oh when they're the gosh. 53rd guy on the roster, I'm realizing based on the numbers that I'm seeing needs to be nicer than a bottle of wine. I don't care what kind of bottle of wine and, it and, is. So remember this circumstance that, like, if Rodgers was coming back to play, Amber, no one would be crying for for Nick Bauden. But Rodgers is coming back to stand there. Like Nick Bauden has actually scored a touchdown this right. year. So that's, that's why that's, I'm so dead set on that. You know, Aaron can do this, but he just I think he owes. I think he owes this guy. I think you gotta. Agents call each other. I think there's got to be some sort of Christmas present, Santa down the chimney negotiation moment here. Nick Bodden is 27 years old, so he's been in the league now for years. He was with the Detroit Lions, and then he's been with the Jets a couple different years here. 27 when you are a guy on the back end of the roster. Yeah, you're like you're starting to get towards 30. You're getting concerned. You're maybe thinking about what else that you're going to be doing if you don't make the active somewhere else. You're worried, obviously, about the money. Aaron Rodgers needs to do something right here. We yep. need to campaign. I don't even know if we're saying this guy's name right, by the way. Nick Bowden. Bowden. It's B-A-W-D-E-N. Well, we need to find him. And I'm looking at James over there, our producer, who is hot on his phone right now. I think trying to track down. Do you down... think that's what James is doing on his phone? Or is James like playing solitaire no, I'm, I'm on his phone for, right uh, now? Bet. Uh, he's, ESPN he's, he's placed bets on ESPN bet. Yeah, there, well, there you ESPN go. Bet. Hey, did you try to call him, James? Like, did anything happen? Did it go straight to voicemail? Was the number I sent you totally wrong? I didn't call, but I sent a text. Call. I, I mean, I could call. like DM this dude on IG or something, but I don't want to. Uh, unbelievably anxious. What is he a telemarketer? Yeah, you, hold James, on, hold on. James, James, who's a producer, by the way, who's it, basically his entire job here is to do that, hates doing that, which I don't blame him because I, too, would hate doing that. 
But I'm also not a producer. I so kind of want to call him live on the air to see if he'd pick no, up. No, we're not doing that. That's insanity. We are not doing that to this guy who's already had a rough week. Aaron Rodgers essentially took his job. And it's one thing if Aaron Rodgers is taking your job like he did to Zach Wilson because he plays the same position and because he's a Hall of yeah, Famer, right, right? A future right. Hall of Famer. Like, that's one thing. That's that's fine. You can wrap your head around that, I would imagine. But it's a whole nother thing if he's not even at all the same position of you and he's not playing. He's not right. playing this season. And this dude just comes in like taking your job so unnecessarily costing you your roster Man, spot. You think you had a bad day getting fired doing something. This guy, he did nothing. He did nothing wrong. In fact, he ran for a touch. He was the best jet short yardage. He had two catches for 15 yards this year. Okay, he's a fullback. He exceeded everybody's expectations. And now he is on the street, Amber, destitute, no longer has a job, unemployed. You know what it's like? It's like if Stephen A. Smith decided with all of his power and clout that he wanted a radio show again here on ESPN radio, but... He didn't actually want to do it yet because he still had other things to tend to, his okay. podcast, whatever else. Trying to follow so this instead, analogy. he calls yep. up Patero or Norby, any of the bosses here, right? And he calls up all the higher ups that I can't even get in touch with because that's too big time for Amber Wilson. It's Pataro. He calls them Maybe up. you should learn Pataro. I should name. probably <laughs> start there. That might be problem number Aaron one. That's how low down on the totem pole I am. I don't even say it right. Stephen A. says it right. Calls him up. He's like, yo, Jimmy, I want that 7 to 10 p.m. slot that Amber Wilson has, but I'm not actually going to do the show. I just want the slot. <laughs> I just want you to keep it for me. And you fire Amber. I, I, I'm now thinking that if I was this Nick Bodden, if the gift wasn't that nice, like if it was just, a, I don't know, like a, a free a, a bunch of ayahuasca or something. I don't know what, Aaron, a, a trip to a darkness retreat. I mean, that might like, be really nice. I don't know I what this th- Nick Bodden's into. I, I might throw it right back in his face. I'm fascinated with boat? Nick Bodden. How much is ayahuasca? Uh, I, maybe, maybe that works out for Nick Bodden. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we will get back to, we won't get back to the Jets. You know what? Let's talk Michigan next. Aaron and Ian. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nothing gets me ready for Christmas more than this song. Aaron Goldhammer, you agree? Holiday spirit oozing out of my skin right now as I listen to this. (laughs) I actually do love this song. It still slaps. 
That is Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive. So we have been talking about Aaron Rodgers a large part of the show once again because this man manages to stay in in the forefront of all of the talking points. And today it's because he's actually on the active roster now for the New York Jets. We thought when he went on McAfee yesterday and he strongly implied that he was not going to be playing in games this season, that this thing was over and he'd be placed on the IR for the rest of the season. Apparently not so fast. In fact, the Jets have activated him off of the RAR, putting him on the 53, costing a fullback on the back end of the 53, his position. So let's bring in some help with all things New York's Jets to try to unpack what's happening there. Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic Jets reporter joining us. Zach, thanks so much for your time. What is the purpose of the Jets doing this? Why is Aaron Rodgers active if Aaron Rodgers isn't actually going to be playing for the New York Jets? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, they, the, the Jets are saying that it is part of his uh, rehab process to get out on the field and practice a little bit. I I think there's probably a part of it that he wants to be able to show still that he can he can physically move around and throw it and that he could have come back if he wanted to kind of thing I think is the vibe I get but um you know I, it it's interesting that they're doing it this way I I think a lot of it it's it's just Aaron wants to come back and practice and so they're going to do what Aaron tells them he wants to do Zach um I guess this whole thing confuses us as much as it all confuses you. Whose decision? I mean, is, shouldn't this be an organizational decision and not what Aaron Rodgers wants? How does that work inside the Jets right now? Oh, man. Um, how does that work? Uh, I, I guess I would say that I, I think it's collaborative, but only collaborative in so much as I think Rodgers has more say than the average player. Like, if he if he had said that he 100% wanted to play on Sunday. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Jets would have stood in his way. I, I don't know. But I, I, I do think that there is a, um, there's a big part that they were taking his word for what he wanted to do. And if, he's, if they activate him on the roster and if he starts participating in like 11-on-11 drills, that means he was fully cleared. Um, and so he hypothetically could have played. But, yeah, I, 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 I think it's, it's collaborative. I do think the Jets do have some say in the decision-making, obviously. But, I think Rodgers also, you know, if they had still had some percentage chance of making the playoffs, I think maybe not this Sunday, but I think we might have seen him before the end of the year. So he just wants to show us that he could hypothetically have played Zach Rosenblatt <laughs> from The Athletic joining us here on Amber and Ian. So I've been very critical, Zach, of the way that this thing has been handled the whole way through. I just haven't understood the benefit to the Zach Wilsons or the Trevor Simeons of the world when you have – him out there and he's parading and he's taking the three-step drops next to Zach before the games. I thought that can't really be helpful, but he's being sold to us as the ultimate team guy. And I know that's one of the things that Salah said about this move to activate him is that it's useful to his teammates. How is it being received now, him being part of the active 53 in the locker room? Is any of this wearing thin on the players or do they feel very differently than I do about it? You know, it is pretty fresh, like this specific news. So I don't know how the guys feel about it necessarily just yet. I, I, I know that he does have some close relationships, some little young offensive players on the team and things like that. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I think if you look at this season, you know, he, he gets hurt. He goes to California and he goes on Pat McAfee every Tuesday. And there's some weeks where he's criticizing what the Jets are doing. I can't imagine that everybody in that locker room 
entirely loved it as they're out there playing and competing and all that stuff, especially the defense playing as good as they were and the offense not stepping up. And I, I think ultimately, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if there weren't some guys who were kind of annoyed with the whole dog and pony show and every week there's updates and every Sunday there's updates and every, and every week that these guys are getting asked about Aaron even though he's not playing. And I'm sure that definitely is, a, is something that, that bothers a lot of these guys. And, and then, you know, just, even just to circle back to he goes down – Zach Wilson goes in, and the Jets never make a move to bring in a quarterback of any sort of um, competence, and it kind of cost them their season in a lot of ways, I think you could argue. So I, I, I think guys in the locker room know that as well. No question. Zach, um, is is everybody in New York guaranteed for their jobs next year, the the power players in high positions? I, I wouldn't say anything's guaranteed. I think it's, it's tough to say that about a team that's already limited from the playoffs with three games to go. So I, I think if you're asking me right now, are they going to be safe? I, I do believe that right this minute. But, you know, if they lose to Washington, I might give you a different answer. And if they lose all of these games or they look unorganized or the player's effort is bad or the guys in the locker room are talking about, you know, it's starting to sound like they're turning on Salah, which there were some signs of that last week, then, then I'm not going to be as sure about Salah coming back to this team. But, you know, Rodgers ultimately – is the biggest voice in that. If he if he doesn't support this this regime, then these guys are not coming back. And that's why I've said I think he might arguably be the most powerful player in the league because I don't think any other player has the ability to just dictate whether a head coach stays or not right now. Zach Rosenblatt, he covers the Jets for The Athletic. Thanks so much, Zach. Yeah, thanks. Uh, wow. I mean, that last part, Goldhammer, is exactly what I – was expecting, frankly, to hear, but hearing it was still a little bit surprising because you and I have been talking about the power of Aaron Rodgers and sort of this era of player empowerment. But to hear that he can kite quite literally, it sounds like, hire or fire the coach. I mean, that's essentially what it sounds like is the future of Salah. And we knew that Nathaniel Hackett's part of that conversation and whatnot, but basically the future of that coaching staff yeah. is in the hands of not right. the Jets' front office, right. but and of if the it was Jets' a, quarterback. If it was a Patrick Mahomes-level player, then I could understand that. But I think one thing the Jets don't understand, Amber, is that Aaron Rodgers is not on that level anymore, especially not after the torn Achilles. You know, one of the things I was thinking as Zach was talking is that it felt like so important to Rodgers to get back from the injury as soon as possible to like set the land speed record for recovering from an Achilles tear. If I was him, I don't I wouldn't want to do that. I would want to recover as thoroughly as any player ever had from an Achilles. You see what I'm saying? Like I would want people to totally forget that that injury ever happened because of how well I played when I came back. There's no sense in rushing back if you're not yourself and if you don't if you're not stronger than ever. If I was in Roger's shoes, I wouldn't want to just come back fast, like it's some race against the clock. I would want to come back better, feeling good, you know, the most substantial Achilles recovery in NFL history. I don't think any of us understand his motivation to try to prove the the time clock portion of this rehab, right? Like, I don't... I don't get it. I don't get what, if he comes back quickly, what it proves, what narrative it changes about Aaron Rodgers, where it goes on his plaque at the end of things 
in terms of his resume, right? Like, is it going to be like Hall of Fame quarterback and then right under that came back from an Achilles tear within a few months? Like, who the hell cares? No one's going to remember it. You know, like Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, you know, NFL and four-time NFL MVP or whatever it is. I don't have his resume in front of me, but I think that's right. Back-to-back MVPs and a Hall of Famer. And oh, by the way, came back from an Achilles tear. within four months like who the hell cares it's so stupid to me there was a guy who won a gold medal in the Tokyo Tokyo Olympics three months removed from an Achilles surgery okay so first of all Aaron Rodgers isn't actually going to do anything here that defies all odds that's never been accomplished before that is grossly overstated but even if he does practice faster than we expected him to practice because that's all it's going to be it doesn't change anything about the Aaron Rodgers story it doesn't change his resume doesn't change his accomplishments it doesn't change any way in which any of us feel about Aaron Rodgers but for some reason it feels like that is in fact his goal and his motivation above anything else and I agree with you that shouldn't be the goal the goal should be I need to get as healthy as possible to win games next year because the entire hope of this franchise relies on my health next season. And he's not doing it that way. What he cares about is the spotlight. I thought it was an excellent point that you brought up earlier when you said, where's Joe Burrow, right? Where's Kirk Cousins? Where's Kirk Cousins? We haven't seen those guys. Those guys are just rehabbing and taking care of business. They're not out here parading. Right. Where's Deshaun Watson? While the Browns are going to the playoffs, you know, Deshaun could want to make the story about him, but the story right now is about Joe Flacco's resurgence and comeback. And Deshaun is focused on what Deshaun should be focused on, which is getting back healthy because he's going to be the Browns starting quarterback next year. Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent. Joe Burrow has a giant contract that he's trying to live up to in Cincinnati. Um, and I just think Rodgers approaches so many of these things so oddly and so differently that if I was a Jets fan, I'd be... I wouldn't be excited about this at all. I would be really concerned. We asked Zach, you know, why is he doing? You had this great setup in that segment, Amber. You know, why is Aaron? Why are the Jets doing this? Why does Aaron care so much? And it was a ah uh, er ah uh, mm, uh mm, like he didn't have a clear answer. He covers the team for a living, and he did not have a clear, coherent answer to the most obvious question that's at play here. Because none of us understand it. There is no real coherent answer. The answer is because Aaron Rodgers wants to. Right. And I I, I don't. Is anybody going to go, you know, Tom Brady won seven, went to 10. But Aaron Rodgers practiced that day in December. So let me tell you why he's the greatest quarterback of all time. That's (laughs) what that is. What is so stupid to me about it. I do not understand it. Nothing changes. No one cares that you came back from an Achilles at 40 years old to practice a few months removed from your cert. Nobody And and I don't think you can win this way, Amber. I, I just, the culture that they're building there is proving to me, first of all, the desperation of the move. Second of all, the way they reacted to their season. Zach is so right. Think about how many available quarterbacks there were that could have helped them win a couple games so that when they got to this point, they would still be in the playoff conversation. They let their season get thrown away by Aaron Rodgers. 
and he's not the quarterback he once was, or you're certainly convinced of that, it will be harder to be the quarterback that you once were coming off of this Achilles. We're not far removed from seeing him win back-to-back MVPs by any means. But now, also, he has to do it coming off of this thing. He has to do it now in his 40s. And I think even more importantly than that, he has to do it behind a broken O-line and a team offensively that has a whole lot of problems all around it and a coaching staff that, frankly, I don't know is that good. Coming up next here. But but I just was going to add, Amber, by the time we get to September, it'll be three years since Aaron Rodgers played at an MVP level. For a 40-year-old guy, that is a long time. For a 40-year-old, you're right. That is, unfortunately, for for you and I. Coming up next here (laughs) on Hamber, which teams would get rid of their head coach right now to hire Bill Belichick? It may not be nearly as many as you think. Goldhammer filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons. You can find him at Hammer Nation 19. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. We've been spending a lot of time on Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about another NFL great that is not controversial right now, I wouldn't say, but certainly doesn't have the same star power or untouchableness that Bill Belichick once had, right? Because right. as a coach, there was nothing better, right? I mean, nothing better in this generation. Don Shula might have something to say about it, but there was nothing better than Bill Belichick in terms of active coaches with six Super Bowl rings. And now here we are in 2023, a few years removed from the whole Tom Brady experience winning a Super Bowl down in Tampa. And I feel like the fall off has been more severe than I ever expected it to be because it's not crazy to say, hey, the greatest quarterback to ever live When he leaves your team, you're going to have some down years after that. And I thought that if anybody was going to survive that, it was going to be that dude. But it feels like he's not going to, in fact, survive it very long. Well, listen, it's been a long time since Tom Brady's played a game for the New England Patriots. And the Bill Belichick is well under 500 in the season since. Um, And he was under 500 before Tom Brady got on the field. And then he was under 500 as coach of the Cleveland Browns from 1991 to 1995. Bill Belichick has an amazing record, but it really is only when Tom Brady is his quarterback that he has such an amazing. So I'm not disputing that he's a great coach, but Amber, I think nobody wants to. I don't want to say nobody. I think you got to ask questions when you're thinking about hiring a guy who's going to be 73 years old by the time he coaches starting in the NFL next year. Like that's. That's, That's just, a factor. That is absolute I mean, age is a Mike, factor here. Mike McDaniel is where the league is. Dan Campbell is where the league is. Those guys are 30 years younger than Bill Belichick is. So let's talk about where the league is, because I think that's really interesting. Yes, we have seen him win Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl with Tom Brady, with an excellent quarterback at the helm. So if he needs excellent quarterback play in order to win Super Bowls and he can deliver them. Certainly there are teams like the Chargers that we know are going to be linked to the Bill Belichicks of the world because Justin Herbert's one of those quarterbacks that most of us believe is in fact excellent, even though they haven't done a lot of winning there in Los Angeles. So that's an obvious one. But what I want to talk about is landing spots for Bill that currently have coaches 
And how many realistically would actually fire right now, fire their active head coach if they could have the dude with six rings on his finger? Five years ago, if we were having this conversation, the answer would have been every single team in the league. Right Now, I think it's a much smaller list than you would expect. So you mentioned Mike McDaniel. I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't think, if you're the Dolphins, if you're Steven Ross, I don't think you make that move because of the age. I don't think you'd do it. High flying but, offense, but also, as well. who's your off? Well, what does your offense become? Yeah. Then, if you is he going to hire Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator? <laughs> right. like, yeah, I'd be do, terrified of. That. I would be. I do not want it at all. As a which is crazy to say because five years ago, oh my god! But it's crazy to say the Buffalo Bills, though. Yeah, I think they'd stick with Sean McDermott. I do. Although you know, again, what they need is help with their offense, Amber. Like. They fired their offensive coordinator in the middle of the year. You hire Bill Belichick not to to, to light up your offense. You know, you, you hire him if you want to Although fix the he, defense have or fix the culture. Josh Allen, though, you could argue. I mean, a top-tier quarterback. A lot of people believe that he's one of the very best quarterbacks of this generation. So you could argue yeah. that there he would have that excellent quarterback. And also, it would be his way of sticking it. To the Patriots, since it's the same division, if Robert Kraft, in fact, pushed him out. What about the New York Jets? Now we're yes. talking about a team with a defense. Yes. Well, uh, first of all, we know Belichick would never take this job because he had it for a day and then right. decided he wanted out. But I think that definitely, if you're a Jets fan, you'd rather have Belichick manning the ship than Robert Sala. Than Sala. My guess is this mess going on with Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be happening if Bill was there. Aaron would have to listen to Bill. Right. Well, and maybe Aaron also would respect Bill, but also you'd have Aaron Rodgers if you're Bill Belichick in this scenario. So you'd have that, you know, kind of Tomish caliber quarterback mm-hmm. and he's older. So if you're the Jets, you're in a win now situation anyways. You have a 40 something year old quarterback. Who cares then if your coach is well into his 70s? So I agree with you. The Jets would do it. Chiefs, no chance. No chance. Broncos, no chance. No chance. Raiders aren't going to count because, of course, they would do it. They have an interim head coach, right. so we can that's keep right. it moving. Chargers, and they Chargers would. Chargers also have an interim head coach right now. Yeah. Right, right, that's true. Chargers, they would. So that's not a fun conversation. The Baltimore Ravens, to me, no that's chance. a no chance. No chance. Cleveland Browns, no a chance. team that you're very close to. So no, you say no, no chance. chance really quickly. That They have the guy that should win the Coach of the Year award. Bill Belichick is like... Well, no, that's D'Amico Ryans. They don't have him as head coach. Oh, oh, hold on. Let's see how the Texans finish. They may not make the playoffs. And by the way, the Browns have nine wins playing four different quarterbacks and more of their big-time guys injured than any other team in the league. They've and, got a defense. And Stefanski's doing this, you know, in a city and in a place where the whole team is known for losing. Like, I, I just don't know... If you're a Browns fan, again, I would ask the same question. Stefanski runs a really sharp offense. Who is your offensive coordinator? You're going to bring Josh McDaniels in to run your offense? That's really what you want? <laughs> I don't know, well, man. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I actually don't think the Browns move on from Stefanski in this scenario. I don't think any of the AFC North teams would. Bengals. Okay, so no Bengals. No. To you, no Steelers. Because a lot no, of people right now calling no, for Tomlin's job. No. I'd, I'd much rather have Mike Tomlin than Belichick. Now, again, this isn't an insult to prime Belichick. I, I, I like Abraham Lincoln as a president, Amber. The only problem is he's been dead for 150 years. <laughs> Oh my God, that is so harsh. Jags, no. Colts, don't. It, the, Colts, no. 
right? I mean, no you're not getting rid of the, the guy that you just brought in and he's in right. the coach of the year conversation. Same job. with Texans. I don't know about Vrabel in Tennessee. I don't think you make uh. that move if you're the Titans. What about on the NFC side of things? Do the Cowboys do that? Does Jerry do that? Ooh. Um, I think I got to see how this season ends before I can answer that. But that's a really intriguing one to me. That one's intriguing. There's a lot of teams like the 49ers wouldn't. I don't think the Rams no. would. Seahawks, no. Eagles, uh, no chance. Eagles, no chance. Giants. 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 Giants probably would. Probably. Commanders would, I think, right? Yes. Commanders I mean, the would. Commanders might hire Bill Belichick as it is. I do think the Lions are interesting. Like, do you get rid of Dan Campbell no, for Bill Belichick? No, he's got something Probably magical not. going on there with Dan Campbell. He's uh, Dan is Campbell. Is it? Ah, he's, he's good for sound bites. We have to see if he's actually going to end up winning anything. ESPN Radio.